yeah, I might not even stay for the podcast to be honest. I might just show up now, chat a little bit of shitty, you know, like your shitty intro, Dave. And then, like, fuck off again, you know what I mean? Hello, 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 listeners. Welcome to another edition of the Alt Gaming Community Podcast. Uh, this is episode 26. Oh my god, so many Making progress! Yes, and it's March yeah. 3rd, 2020. Um, to helping discuss the gaming news tonight, listeners, is a couple of co hosts really because they're here all the time. <laughs> I've got ha- Andy in from NT. Hi, guys. Hello, hello there. Back. Welcome back for another podcast. Um, so just a little recap of what we're talking about tonight, guys. Uh, first off, we're going to dig into a little bit of uh, Star Citizen news, mainly court case related. Then we're going to chat about Baldur's Gate 3 that's had some uh, gameplay reveal and cinematic trailers recently released. And finally, we're going to end on a little bit of moaning about Humble Bundle because we can't get through a podcast without a good moan. Yeah, you got to complain. It's not the old <laughs> podcast if you know we're doing shit on something. Getting pretty good at it. So we're going to go around and just chat about what we've been playing quickly. I'll do. I'll go first. I'll take the lead. I've been uh, digging heavily into some Destiny Two, trying to get finished before the end of the season, which is looming. So I've been trying to get my rank up and unlock all these different weapons and things that are all going to disappear. So I've got fear of fear of missing out massively right now, and I'm just been doing that. So I've been grinding that, and I've been getting help from um, a streamer called. Um, Missy Sniper and uh, some of her followers from Twitch. So it's been quite good. I've been jumping in with them and playing until half two in the morning and um, trying to get, get my rank up on uh, <laughs> on that and unlock all these crazy weapons. So that's been fun. I've also been playing a little bit of PUBG um, and I've also been playing a bit of poker because we had a poker tournament. So that you was did. Fun too. And I did terrible in it, but I enjoyed the evening overall because I just drank loads of whiskey and smoked a cigar and chilled out. It's quite nice. The real reward was fun. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So that's what I've been doing in the last two weeks. How about you guys? Uh, you want to go first? Oh, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. After you, good sir. Uh, well, a few of us have jumped back on onto the forest recently, loading that old game up. Uh, me, Barmy, Bloody, Andy, who's a uh, new to old game and Discord, and. Oh god, True. is this the this is the one with the creepy creepy shits in the forest and you, you've lost your son or something? Oh, I thought you were talking about Andy. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, Andy. Yes, on both counts. The creepy shit in the forest. Yeah. yeah it's yes, the one where you've lost your son or something and you just go yeah, you crash land, you your plane crashes and you wake up and then your baby's gone. Or your daughter yeah. or whatever it is. Yeah, it's it's your son. And son. I mean no, everyone, I think, just kind of goes, oh, my son's gone, oh, well, time to build a gazebo. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just like, oh, we've got to find Timmy. But, you know, there's weird shit out there, so I think I'm going to build myself a nice house, a nice base, and I'm going to fish and just have a nice chilled out time. And then vagina monsters come and break your house and kill you. Yeah, in the middle of the night, they just come yeah. running at you. <laughs> legs for arms and stuff like that it's crazy you can go all down you can go caving in these really long complicated caves oh yeah and the lighting effects are very good and you're just like very dark and mysterious and you're trying to like walk around and find out what's around this corner and then ah! 
There's a thing there. <laughs> yeah, that's the one where we built the tree houses that time. Yeah, we, we chopped down all the trees, cleared loads of area, built like built a tree house to hide in, and then a patch came and all the trees respawned, and then essentially we just had this elven kingdom of like connecting <laughs> tree bases. <laughs> didn't stop the fucking the, the goddamn vagina oh, monsters getting in though did it because i think they came in and started whacking trees and then trees were just flying about destroying bridges but uh our current one is we built on the coast where there's like a little bay with like two mountains either side so we just built a wall along across the mountains to have this one area that we just need to defend so we've got big thick walls mm. uh and a gap because i haven't figured out if there's any way to build a gate yet but we do have towers with catapults. We've got like uh, traps that just uh, spring up and just stab them in the face. So we've got a nice defensible place. <laughs> However, we have saw one of the big vagina monsters hanging around outside the last night we played. So that's probably going to come and just one shot our walls and take six million catapult shots to the face and make us cry because we decided it would be a clever idea to play on the hardest of. Oh, <laughs> yeah. was this Craig? This, this was Barmy's idea. Yes, this it? was Barmy's idea. It's always Barmy's idea. Hey, Ian, let's play Left 4 Dead. Let's put it on the hardest possible difficulty <laughs> and get shafted. Thank you, Craig. Thank it, it, it has been fun, but uh, it, it's terrifying going out for any resources or because we're near one of the cannibal camps. We'll go out there and try and steal some cloth or circuit boards from them, and that, and then just a massive patrol just chase you all the way back to the house. <laughs> You need to build a drawbridge or something, then you're an equivalent. Yeah, I'm not sure how we'll do it. You can do that in seven days to die quite well. You can build big pits. You can't really do that on on forest. Nah. I've, I've, uh, I've guys, I'm I've fixed the squeak on my chair. By the way, after last week, <laughs> just to give you a chair update. WD40's been actioned. However, rock- there is. I'm rocking there... right now, listener. I'm rocking. Oh, Solid. Sorry. So silky. See, there is no update on your internet, though. You're still in the Stone Age oh, with a wire just hanging I outside. Do- I took the dogs for a walk today, tracing the the fibre. So I've been trying to follow it on the on the phone lines to see where the <laughs> problem is. And if there was any guys there, I could go, hey, how you doing? I'll give you money to do this quicker or something like that. And um, like there was nobody around. It was just I couldn't find the end of the fibre. I walked really far. The dogs were tired. I was tired. It was muddy. I, was, I gave up. Just I did watch- see some... New builds, I thought, oh, these are quite nice houses. Didn't know they were being built here. So I They're going to have fibre before you. They might, they might do, yeah. They're <laughs> don't, on the run. don't bloody bet on that, because mine was a new build, and I'm on bloody copper, so... Yeah, I know. It all so depends no, no on the developer. Fibre. Just standing outside looking at the rolled-up cable. far away. Petting your dog one day, Millie. One day we'll have it. Yeah, so chair and hey, well, At least you can see the cable. I know it's coming to my area, but I have no idea when or where or how or... Or what? The installation is very ropey. They've got these plastic boxes that are obviously termination boxes for where they punch down or splice into the fibre. And they're just sort of like waterproof clip-on boxes that they zip-tie to the edge of telephone poles at low level. Like anyone <laughs> could just come along and smash it. Or And I mean, it's just, it's totally just all zip-tied and a bit of Heath Robinson. I don't know like if this is an experimental, experimental thing and the real equipment is arriving at another couple of years' time from now. Like this just feels proper. Like, okay, we need to get Slam internet together. into this jungle for the army. How can we make this happen? Here's these like crazy waterproof. <laughs> it's, it's very bare grills, is it? Yeah, it's very bare grills. I'll take Scrappy some pictures. Challenge. Stick it in Discord, listeners. Um, you can have a look at some point. 
but yeah. Um, what have you been playing, Ian? Anything new or anything interesting? Um, so did you go well, back to that game you reviewed? Did you play any more? Yes, I've done me on the podcast. Yes, uh, for the king. Yeah, I kept I kept playing. I've not got much further, but I kept playing it. Kept um, grinding my way through um, through some of the forests, killing the enemies, just learning more about it. Chart. I believe has been playing it with um, his children. I think they had a family game of it or yeah. something. Local yeah. co-op mode. Um, so yeah, so it seems to be. It's got good reviews anyway. It seems to be a good game. But what have I been up to? Uh, so Viking got a Minecraft server, didn't he? He did. Oh yeah, that has that happened since the last podcast. It has. Is wow. that was that, is that in the last two weeks? I don't know. I think so. Feels like longer. Time flies, uh, man. <laughs> yeah, so jump, jump back in. Jump back into Minecraft. Um, Rimworld got a DLC. Five, like it's been years. Uh, Eight hundred million mods later, and there's a new <laughs> DLC for Rimworld called Royalty, um, which adds some new interesting mechanics. Um, like there is an there is a an off map empire faction now that brings um, gives you quests, gives you rewards. Um, you can try and gain favor with them, or you can oppose them. It's up to you. Obviously, bad things happen if you oppose them. Right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it seems very much like the the Star Wars mod. If anyone played that. Yeah. I I, I suspect. I don't want to accuse him of anything, but I suspect that it's taken a lot of inspiration from that mod. Um, something which is obviously good. They have actually rolled up a few of the a, a few actual mods into the base game now as well. Um, some of the quality of life ones, um, and that now actual actually exist as part as base features in Rimworld, which is obviously a good thing as well. So that's um, quite a compliment. To like multiplayer. Not like multiplayer just yet, no. <laughs> that's that's a really good one. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the real to deal is actually quite fun at the minute. You get little quests, and your um, your um, your little characters can gain titles, like so they can work their way up to like um, knights and counts and duke and stuff oh, like nice. that. Oh, nice! That's cool. The higher the higher the rank they get, the more needy and arrogant they become. So, like, oh, if you're is. if your character gets a duke, they're gonna want a big fucking throne room, a gold bed. Yeah, literally, they start. You know, I'm not sleeping in this. That's only a silver bed. Get out of here, peasant. Um, and the, it actually adds an element. It, it becomes harder to look after these uh, characters that have these titles because they did start becoming more and more demanding. So it affects their mood and it affects their morale more. And... Are they more attractive at that point, though? To be bred. Oh, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not sure. Um, I'm not sure if it does, to be honest. It might. Pe- do. do you count Henry oh, and... V as attractive? Well. You know how well, notoriety can be a, a kind of attraction, can't it? Oh, well, I, I love me a bad boy. Mm, I mean, I mean, me. You know, and that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, RimWorld. Um, still playing a lot of PUBG, obviously. I, I don't know why. I fucking hate that game. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting good at Ian. How much of this is, Dave, how much of this is Stockholm Syndrome with us at this point, though? <laughs> <laughs> like, we, just, we go in, we play, we get killed by hackers, and then... Someone yeah. had an idea that we go and join one of these more organised PvP places. We, somewhere like we tried for Rainbow Six once when we joined a tournament. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, and that might um, be something to for, for, Was it face something? something? Face-to-face or face-off? or What was it yeah. called? Rusty mentioned it, didn't he? We yeah, did it when did, we yeah. played against then... Blackout Gaming, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, and I think we could do something like that, and we're gonna then circumvent the China factor. 
Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's COVID. also because China is currently not allowed to leave the, the COVID-19 house. COVID-19 effect. Yeah, they're not allowed to leave their houses. That's a pain. The, yeah, that, that yeah. Uh, siege game we had, it turns out people we fit, we got absolutely like shit on were the people who went on to win the whole tournament. Like just That makes me feel a little bit better, though. Yeah. yeah. I don't think they didn't lose to a single other team. It was just like stomped the way through everything. They were probably much higher than that <laughs> little thing that we were in. God, so who I, would rig a tournament? Our current <laughs> other LAN friends that we're making, since, you know, obviously we had to RIP Keylan. Um, F. F. The, the shiny LAN, who are from uh, Wincanton, down down in Devon. And um, we've been playing a bit with them. They joined us for poker. They're beating us on CS. We need to get a rematch. But have you joined their Rust server as well? Uh, yes, we did jump on. Uh, just have okay. a look around and that. No, no crusade yet, mainly because I don't think it's that popular. So we don't. Oh, want to, fine. We don't want to bully the one or two people that are like enjoying themselves on it. If there's just two of them in there, it feels yeah. Hard. Okay, got it. When yeah. like five of us join in and then just autism our way to endgame shit in one night. Maybe we'll have in a couple more weeks' time a, a shiny land rust update for you, listeners. Yeah. Then where we've really swastiked their world <laughs> or whatever. No, 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 no. windmills of French yes, windmills. windmills. Peace and friendship to the world. Uh, True force. I hope, I'm sure that like iTunes scan every word and we're going to get banned now or something. <laughs> right, let's get into the news before the time runs on and on and on. Um, before, before we do, because I just remembered something that, because we were talking about the forest before, something that flew completely under my radar is a sequel for it's been announced called Sons of the Forest. So anyone uh, who is interested in the forest or other thing, keep an eye out for that. Now we can go on to our main topics. I thought it was um, in like alpha or something. No, it got, it got released. Uh, oh, so that's a full game now, The yeah. Forest. All right, okay. Sorry, my bad. Um, okay, story number one, Star Citizen and the court case with Crytek has all been bubbling up and coming to a head and shit's been kicking off. So to give you some backstory here, it's built on um, their, their engine, Cry no, Engine. Well, yeah, sort of. I, I was going back. Originally, it was. And then they decided that probably wasn't the right way forward for legal and other reasons. And they moved it to Lumberyard, which is an Amazon product, but it's also a CryEngine product. So it's Amazon are licensed from CryEngine, the use of the CryEngine technology, and then called it something else and done their own stuff to it. Roughly. Am I quite, everyone kind of agree with that? think so something like that yeah yeah there's so probably some legalisms in there but yeah oh, i think massively legalisms yeah. totally that <laughs> but so there's there's cig as the corporation that are making the game that are saying to amazon here you go we'll give you money and we'll use your engine thanks very much and then CryEngine have come along and said ah no 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 see now you're still using the CryEngine product and um uh we want to give uh, we want some money for, for you doing that and, uh, you know, it's just not fair on us. And um, you've used our assets and things like that. And then, obviously, CIG were like, well, that's not true. You did an agreement with Amazon where it was licensed through Amazon. So you've got nothing to do with it anymore. And that's how it all kind of became a bit hmm, messy. But to be fair to CIG, the people behind Star Citizen, they've they stood their ground and they've fought the case. And it looks like they've come to a point where earlier in January, Crytek who were just saying that, you know, being petulant children, have said that uh, their lawyers have obviously said, look, you're definitely going to lose and it's going to cost you a fortune. So they've actually tried to have it removed 
So they've 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 appealed for the court case to be removed, and CIG had to have agreed with that for it to be removed. And um, if CIG didn't, the court case could have carried on, and it maybe would have gone on obviously a little bit longer. And I don't know how much longer; could have been years, but it definitely probably would have ended up with um, CryEngine having to pay a lot out, yeah. like Crytek having to pay a lot out to CIG for all of their lawyer costs and everything because it was a it was basically a fake a false claim yeah so uh, re re just reading through the um the reddit thread there that you that you stuck in the link at there's something from four hours ago oh um where someone's saying the judge has dismissed the punitive damages for squadron 42 left leaving only the monetary ones so that means even if crytek had gone to court and won they would only be entitled to money for another cry engine license which means they'd only get two million dollars at most that's it that's all they can ever get <laughs> because the judge dismissed all punitive da damages yeah but um yeah. Would... likely spent two million just on lawyers oh easy oh, and, the so, so, and the rest so the... <laughs> that's a day so if that's if if that I mean this is just some person on Reddit, but if that if if that's an accurate assessment of the situation, then CIG have won and Crytek are shafted. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so what I understand at the moment is they've come to a sort of joint stipulation that they're happy to dismiss it out of court, and there'll be some settlement behind the scenes. Yeah. And um, it'll, it, the court case is basically over. Because the big yeah, thing they were doing to try and just like screw CIG over was saying that. Squadron 42, which is the single-player section of Star Citizen, is a separate game. Even though you buy, you buy one, you get the other, I'm fairly sure still. I say you buy one? <laughs> and, you know, they all launch... They're in this... You know, it's like... Stuff built in, like, any ships in Squadron 42 is in Star Citizen and vice versa, and just they're kind of just using the same game to make a multiplayer and a single-player, but the, the same game, essentially. Well, you could say that about anything Call of Duty single player and Call of Duty online. I mean, it's yeah, like, it's, it's, yeah. It's... There'll be loads of examples where they could use that against Crytek. I mean, and that's, yeah. why, that's why one of the things it's going to be pulled off. I mean, it's over anyway. And I yeah, think obviously there's going to be some money changing hands. Whether or not we'll find out how much, I'm not. I'm not sure. I mean, the the other thing that's being talked about in this um in this same thread is that Crytek have been struggling financially. Oh, for um, ages. They, they, used oh, yeah. to, they used to have um, studios in eight countries, and now they're down to two or yeah. something like that. The, only that... One, the main one's Germany, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, they yeah. had Istanbul, Kiev, and well, there was one in Britain somewhere, wasn't there? I can't remember where that was. And I think they had one out in America as well. So probably um, what, they've, what they've done is they went, ah, this studio that was assembled just for this Kickstarter, we can probably bully them into getting us all this money that they've managed to amass. But uh, Chrissy Roberts and his infinite autism has went, no, we <laughs> shall not give you the money. And they went, well, can't argue with that. I mean, it's weird, though, because the, the, like, the Cry Engine it, oh, was massively popular, wasn't it? I mean, the first one yeah. was all the Far Cry, was all the Far Cry games. Well, Crisis? Will it yeah. run Crisis? Yeah. <laughs> well, that was yeah, that was um, that was Cry Crisis was the second Cry Engine, was it? That was Cry Engine two. Mm -hmm. Cry Engine one was um, all of the Far Cry games basically, and I think there was. Do you remember Ion? Aeon? Ion? Yeah. There was something like that. That was Cry Engine was. It? Cry Engine two was the Crisis games, um, and then there was Cry Engine three. Now Cry Engine three, there was dozens dozens of games that that ran on that one, including things like um, State of Decay. In fact, Star Citizen. Yeah, in fact, CryEngine Three is the one that Star Citizen was based on at first, wasn't it? I'm not, sure. I don't know. not sure with uh, CryEngines. I, I mean, basically, the point is, yeah. if they've 
uh, it sounds like they've got and I don't know too much, but it sounds like they've got greedy and arrogant about it. Because just looking at the Big list time. of games that the CryEngine 3 L that, 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 that this engine was used for, there's lots and lots of AAA games on there. So even if you discount Star Citizen Squadron 42, you've still got um, Kingdom Come Deliverance on there as well. So yeah, That's a very pretty looking game. Like, yeah. It's a good yeah. engine. Yeah, yeah, it's, 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 it's very, very capable. Even modern games are still on it. So that um, uh, Walson, Lords of Mayhem, I think we were looking at that the other week, Kat. Oh, is that the... The Diablo type. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's that's CryEngine as well. But Lumberyarn's a spin-off from the CryEngine, isn't it? I think so. I, I think there's going to be loads of things that will come out maybe in a, a book that Chris Roberts will write after all the games have been released and everything from now. But I, I can't think... wait to read it in 50 years. Yeah, I mean, maybe. <laughs> no, it'll never come out. But yeah, I mean, I imagine there's a lot because I think from if you look back at the early development of Star Citizen, CryEngine, the team of CryEngine was so heavily involved in the development. And I, I got the sense that maybe there was some sort of um, unwritten expectation that they were going to be involved more than they ended up being. Yeah. And then they got bitter. And then, of course, they went to Lumberyard as an engine, which is actually a CryEngine product anyway, and they were like, fucking fuck it. Yeah. And, and, and they got really angry and tried to speak to some lawyers to get some lawyers to say to them, yeah, okay, we'll take this to court, and they should never have done. You know, no, it's, no. it's a complete fuck up. But what this translates to as gamers for us, I reckon this has been a big dark cloud that they didn't, I imagine there was a lot of big money talk around the table saying, we don't want to release Squadron 42 if this is going to come and haunt us. Yeah. And kick us in the ass. Because that's like, the big yeah. thing that they were holding over them was saying, oh, second game, and I think that's been a big thing of like, yeah. holding it back. So, so we could see a huge uh, more investment put into Squadron 42 as a standalone release now, and that would push it forward, mm-hmm. its release date, because I think they've been had to stay quiet on that front for this reason. So it's good it's, for gamers that this is set like, and sorted. Three-year court case, it's just uh, for nothing, yeah, absolutely. So annoying, isn't it? <laughs> so annoying. But anyway, good news overall for us all, I think, and good news for fairness, which is always nice when fairness wins. Um, okay, something I'm really excited for because oh, I, I love I love uh, Divinity, Original Sin, and Blaring Studios, and oh. you know, um, Baldur's Gate has come from somewhere maybe not so good and come into the hands of someone very good. I know. So, imagine, imagine if I'm, if modern Bioware made this, <laughs> like the main <laughs> one. You know, good Bioware made one and two, but if modern Bioware made, touched Baldur's Gate three, ooh. we may have no, touched on this. Lie, the uh, the cinematics for this give me a small chubby. Yeah, I was beautiful. It was beautiful. So well, Baldur's Gate three. If if for our listeners that don't know about it, was, would somebody give you a, a, an overview of what kind of game it is, like how how it plays and what it's based on? What's its sort of like? You know, Ian, where is I it? believe that you've played most more Divinity than me, so I'll. Uh, it was, it's it's okay, very so, similar. It looks like they've done it very similar yeah, so to Divinity. The, so, what to, genre does it fall under? So, <laughs> turn based RPG. Turn based yeah, RPG in a fantasy. RPG. So mm-hmm. yep, fantasy, fantasy it's, it's based on uh, Dungeons and Dragons Five E, which is like the fifth edition of Dungeons and Dragons rule set. Five. Um, so you know, you know, you, anyone who's played D and D, the classes, the races, they all be in there. Um, Give me a couple of examples. Uh, so of, you've got race, race uh, tieflings, drow, dwarf. Well, classic fantasy of like dwarfs. Elves, I thought those were two. Scottish whiskies you named to begin with, to be honest. <laughs> oh, <a teeth> <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I wouldn't put it past us. Probably is some nerd that's like, I, I shall call my homebrew whiskey a tiefling. Uh, so, so if they're if, given that it's Larian, if they're developing, if they're going to develop it into some similar play style to Divinity: Original Sin, which is what it looks like they're doing, and um, because it looks like the majority of the game is going to be turn-based, um, or at least the combat is anyway. I, I suspect the movement around the game world is going to work the same way it did in Divinity, where you can, it's not turn-based, you just run around. Um, then and it's then the fight to, scenes are turn-based. Yeah, yeah, and then it's 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 likely to be a very very fun game, because um, Div- Divinity itself is it's just so much fun, and the the, the possibilities each time each time I've played that game, each playthrough on the first island has been completely different. Yeah. So, um, it's quite exciting that they're now developing the Baldur's Gate games. The cinematics are good. The gameplay looks good. You can tell it's very early alpha, mm-hmm. um, which isn't an issue. Uh, it was it was just funny to watch because the, even the interface and the character creation screen and the little bit of gameplay that we saw looks very very similar to Divinity: Original Sin. Um, so, so those that haven't played Divinity: Original Sin or a Larian Games title before. You sort of a it's a, a top down um, kind of character yeah. based game, isn't it? I, I, isometric I, I, isometric party RPG. So you can have a party of up to four players. Um, your standard fantasy races, as, as, as Hats already mentioned, fulfilling your standard fantasy RPG classes. You know, you, you can have your melee characters, your wizards, your sorcerers, your witches, your your clerics, your healers, your whatever hunters. Yeah, your yeah. hunters. It's more like it's more it's more dynamic than that. You don't have to just pick a class. And um, and and that's what you are. I suspect Baldur's Gate. You will have to do that because of the more, mm-hmm. um, well, it, because of the history of that series. Because it, it, it's not it's not a Divinity sequel, even if it does look similar. And it's probably it is D and D, like it all the classes. Cla- yeah, um, it is it is D and D. If you so, yeah, so, if you know your classes from there, pretty much will come down to that sort of. Yeah, so we've got, a list, we've got a list of races here on our document, mm-hmm. listeners, and I can read some of them out, but I'd absolutely murder some of the way that these are pronounced. What is a githyaki? Yan- a githyaki. I had to look. I had to look this up to remind myself because <laughs> it is like it isn't a common race, but you know, okay. In the cinematic, they showed you the mind flayer, which is like the sort of Cthulhu-style tentacle wizards. Uh, in their big flying yeah. space tentacle ship, flying over a medieval city using, like, well, tentacles. To... I want to say tentacle porn right now. Yes. I don't know why. I just really want to say it. And okay, a hentai man in his hentai ship <laughs> flew over a normal city and started touching all the normies. Yeah, he did. Yes, <laughs> yeah. But the Githaki are essentially they were slaves of the mind flayers originally that managed to escape. Right. Okay. So those are the people who escape the hentai. Not many of us can once we've it's got Oof. its claws into us. You can never free yourself from the from the anime titties. So, so one of the things that I really loved about the Divinity games that I've played from Larian Studios is the character development. As you play the play the game, you've got some in, really interesting skill trees that allows you to mix maybe two things together. So you could be a hunter, but you could also maybe do geomancy. Or something like that. So you're not stuck in a very yes. tight lane of what's my so, job role. And uh, do you think they'll allow any of that? Um, uh, maybe it depends. It, it, it comes down to how what, strict yeah. they're going to follow D and D. Well, it's not even that. Even in D and D, you've got some like uh, sway 
So, like, in D&D, you can multi-class. And the yeah. way it works is in, like, D&D, you've got level, like, you go from level 1 to 20. But when you level up, instead of taking another level in your class, you can take another level in another class. So, essentially, you'll be level 2, but you might be a level 1 wizard and a level 1 fighter. Right, okay. That I mean, that's... Yeah. You'll never get like the really fancy, nice things from the wizard or the fighter, but you will be a fighter that's able to cast spells. So, so you're saying there'll be a points cap? You can only spend twenty points ever. Yeah, if the goal type of thing. Yeah, and you're never going to max out one or the other if you choose to split it. Yeah, or okay. there is advanced classes. For example, the fighter has an advanced class called an eldritch knight, which is a knight that can cast spells. And how would you evolve into that ah. version of him? Uh, let's see if I remember right for the fighter. I assume the fighter is the same as every all the other classes that I've played. That when you hit level 3, you choose an advanced class. An advanced class is essentially like as you, when you level up and hit certain points, you'll get a thing in your advanced class and it kind of like makes like... Are you locking down another tree of skill upgrades effectively at that point? You're, you're committing. You're making a commitment. Not really, it's more like you've got like sort of your normal branch of you get these levels as a fighter, and then at level three, you let's say you're kind of like, yeah, you get a branch. So it'll be like, say, if, if off the top of my head, I think there's like five fighter ones in the core rule book, maybe four. And once you choose one of those, you can't have access to the others. So, if, if Hat's right. got anything wrong, listeners, and you know better, obviously write it to Hat's mom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. And uh, I've, I've played, <laughs> really interested to know what you have to say about that. I've played quite a few D and D games, but most of them have fallen through, so I've never got like massively far into them. I, I, I trust Hat's D and D knowledge, Dave. This is a man that took a D and D rule book into a strip joint. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes, I did. Thanks for chum. Just a thick enough book to cover up your boner. Is that the whole? Is that what it needed? No, no, no way she'll feel it through this. No, don't touch me. Wait, I have to check my cantrips. As if I play wizards. No, <laughs> <laughs> so oh, we were at a convention. Me and Chung were at a convention, and I bought some rule books, and then like. A few like fucking a few hours later, after we bought stuff, Chuck was like, "Let's go to a strip club. I want to see some titties." So, <laughs> uh, but, I, but I was like, "I've got, I've got dice and rule books, and you want to go to a strip club?" So I had to leave them at the desk at the strip club, and then oh, they wouldn't let you take them in. <laughs> no. That's because you didn't roll six for charisma. No, I'm, I was. <laughs> I almost rolled for initiative, but then Chung grabbed us and led us downstairs. To- <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine whoever works on a reception in a strip club is probably not going to appreciate quite the uh, the fun of that really but, um, yeah but, okay but let's get back to Baldur's Gate so yeah. we know it's going to be a story we know that you're going to have a character you're going to be able to level it up and play through the world we assume there's going to be co-op which is going to be great because uh, it's been fantastic in Original Sin um, is there anything else we know about the game or we're excited for so I think you can pretty, I think you can pretty much guarantee it's going to have um, co-op uh, yeah. The existing Baldur's Gate games on Steam have online co-ops. Um, it, it's probably likely it will have something like a, a split screen or a shared screen co-op as well. Oh, um, nice! You could because you can do that in Divinity. Same developers, why? I mean, why wouldn't they port that over? So that yeah, be, I'm sure they're using the same engine, aren't they? Yeah, so it'd be it. I mean, 
there's definitely going to be that sort of cope in there, which I will be really looking forward to so that Rev can kill me with bees again on, like, second <laughs> turn. Um, oh, that was, was that when we all played Baldur's, Baldur's Gate, Gate 2? Yeah. Like, yeah, what had, like, six of us, and Ian was the horse, so he was the main character. If he died, he went down, and Rev just cast bees on him. and just, like, yeah, yeah, we were, we were like, an, we were like an hour into the game, and Rev was just like, cast bees. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, I died, and it was game over, and that was that. Thanks. <laughs> Uh, um. Do not pass go, go straight to jail. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, any idea of release date? Have they even said like a rough winter 2021 or anything at all? I don't not think that. they have. Um, no, I'm, I'm, all... I'm, on, I'm on their Steam page now and there's nothing it's no, to I be announced. To. Um, I don't yeah. know how long they've been developing it. Um, but, uh, we don't have a release date. Uh, but Valor's Gate's yet to receive a set release date as stated during the PAX East 2020 demo in February. It will enter early access within the next few months. So, so it's going to watch out for that. I'm definitely going to try oh, and get man. in on early access. I'm giving them all that yes. money. Just, yeah, uh, yeah, just take it. Just take it's it a now. good story for them. It's a fun and it's an exciting journey they've been on because they had to crowdfund the last game, didn't they? Because no one, original no one would too, give yeah. them any money. Yeah, Do I mean, it. original Sim One was actually. I mean, I, I've got it, and I've, I've got it. Yeah, I've not managed to play it myself. I've but played they it quite did a have bit. a few, uh, like some of their earlier games were 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 a bit dodge. The, the sweet spot was definitely two. Yeah, without a doubt. Um, if you're going to play any game, play two. But Absolutely. isn't it great that they've done that? They've crowdfunded something. They've put their heart and soul into it. It's been a worldwide hit and sold loads more copies. Oh yeah, yeah. And, and now, what's more is they haven't had to sell the soul to a publisher. Yeah, exactly. And now they can stand on their own two feet, proud as you like, and go, right, uh, Wizards of the Cast, can we use this great franchise, please? <laughs> Wizards of the Cast. What are they called? Wizards Coast. of the Coast. That one. Yeah. Like, can we, can, we, <laughs> can, we, can we have this franchise, which they don't give out to anybody, and then they've, got, and they've gone and won it. And I think it's just fantastic. Really, really it, cool. Purely off the strength of, um, of Original Sin as well, that is. Yeah. Because the sequel to their first... So the first game was Divine Divinity, wasn't it? I don't know if any of you played that one. No. I've got it, um, but I've never played it. And that, well, that, that was... I think I got it in Humble Bundle. Uh-huh. It was that 20 years ago or something? 20-year-old, either very old game. The The sequel to that was Beyond Divinity, wasn't it? And I think I got that um, out like, prior to Steam, outside of Steam, and it was just trash. Um. In fact, where is it on? Yeah, its Steam reviews are down at like mostly negative thirty percent. I think that speaks kind of volumes. Yeah. Um, but then fast forward, and they and they kind of picked it back up again. Like Divinity Two was was a pretty good game. Um, there was um, they even went with with a really interesting one that was um slightly different. It was a spin off, and it was Divinity Dragon Commander. Um. Which I've got, but I haven't played yet. I probably should at some point. Just share. Maybe we out. do it at like a LAN game at some point. Yeah, some hilarity of whatever this one is. But you're, it looks like a, it's some sort of cross between a strategy like RTS. Okay. Um, like an RTS style, but based in there, and you you you've got dragons and stuff. Anyway. Yeah. So yeah, proper looking forward to it. I think they they deserve it to be honest. So, yeah. Yeah. When- we know what um let's go on some features they showed. We know for early access that they're going to have that uh races wise they're gonna have tieflings in, which are humans that have blood of a demon. 
So say like mm. your dad or your granddad or somewhere down your line boned a demon or got boned by a demon and now <laughs> you have demon blood in you. Probably the latter, I suspect. Yeah. Not, not just blood. Oh. <laughs> uh, drow, which are dark elves, they live underground and they're pretty much like the sort of dark, uh, like dark elves and dark Eldar from Warhammer, where they're just very spikes and kinky and stab each other in the back, and they've got some weird spider mutant people. Humans, which are the rarest of all, you probably haven't heard of humans. We haven't. <laughs> um, Gethaki, which were covered before, were the technical hentai lovers, but slaves. <laughs> <laughs> And then you've got, you've got the usual dwarves. Yeah, yeah, manlets, fairies, <laughs> manlets, man, 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 and fairies, yeah. and then and al- alcoholic Scots. Yeah, sort of half elf, half drow, halflings. Uh, get alcoholic yeah. Irishmen separately to alcoholic Scots, or are they actually the same thing? They're one and the same. It's, yeah, it's just like, a different yeah. breed of dwarf. <laughs> I, it, just equally difficult to understand what they're saying. <laughs> And the classes are—pardon <laughs> me—they're going to be wizard, cleric, fighter, ranger, rogue, and warlock. They're all uh, so they're all the ones we've got now that we know are going to come into early access. They have said there's going to be more races coming when it gets released, as well as classes. So you're probably going to get things like the sorcerer and the barbarian. Cool. Yeah, you could do with a barbarian. Yeah. yeah, I'd normally it, run like a tanky cleric. That would be my normal go-to first. Oh yeah. Through. Well, I say clerics in D and D are like frontline fighters with a bit of like one step down from a pal. Double-headed axe cleric would be quite cool if I could do that. Clerics tend to use uh, they use blunt weapons unless you, it's you just want to be blunt weapons. Actually, yeah, no, it's a... well, actually, I'm not sure. Maybe I'll blunt really my axe then. I can't he remember. Be Gimli, but he's a paladin. I can't remember if they removed that in five E. I remember three point five. They could only use blunt unless, say, their god had a like a favored weapon. Like if you chose the god of death, you could use a scythe. So I have to be a mace wielding. That's not great, yeah. is it? Sword and shield, mace and shield. Yeah. So I uh, probably more advanced classes, more classes coming. Uh, carriage creation said you. Customize your background, your race, your gender, your class. Choose what ability points and skills you choose. Yeah. Uh, it's all, all great. Yeah. All of or it's you... perfect. Mm-hmm. So, and if wait. you don't want to faff on with making a character, you can kind of choose an origin story, which I imagine is just going to give you... As I say, it's a pre-designed character, so it's like, ah, this is a noble human knight. So there's, he's just a fighter. Isn't it? Yeah. So, they, they, they normally have extra. Well, in the current games that they've got out in the from Larian Studios, those characters give you some open up some extra dialogues in the game hmm. depending on who you talk to. Because like you can play as a prince that's got a different backstory, and you can speak to some people and find some extra things out. It gives you some nice replayability as well because you can play through and and learn some different sort of cutscenes and stories and stuff. Very um, excited! Can't yeah. wait! Can't come soon enough. Mm-hmm. Makes me I... want to play Original Sin 2 again, though. In, I have started in... already. <laughs> Get off it, close it down, we're podcasting. <laughs> I don't mean right now, I mean over yeah. the weekend. We, yeah, we yeah. can just go and I started playing uh, Divinity again, purely purely because you posted this thing with the uh, cinematic. I watched the cinematic and I was like, I need to go play Divinity again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. In Divinity, was there uh, much of a, an alignment system? 
Because I don't know. So yeah, well, in like say in Baldur's Gate, the older ones there was a sort of alignment system. I didn't really play them, but I know it was based on like the I usual, don't know what that means. The usual, go- yeah, like, so law, like, like it's like law, like you've got um, like lawful, neutral, neutral, and lawful. Yeah, and then good, neutral, evil, and it's like so you have like a lawful, uh, oh, good. So character. you do too much of one thing, and you become. Yeah, yeah, so you okay. could be lawful, like you could you could be lawful good, um, lawful evil, chaotic, neutral, like true neutral stuff like that. Like divinity, it had like it had like a bare bones type thing where you, you your characters could get tags. Like, you, you, so you could get the tag hero or you could get the tag villain. But all that would kind of really do was would would be to change the way certain NPCs reacted to you. Um, I'm not sure if you had say the villain tag if it prevented you from it, it probably shut out different quests it changed the sort of uh side quest line you could go down basically and it might shut off certain npcs trading with you like it's stuff like that it wasn't I, I i don't think it was really that fleshed out from what i recall it was so, regards to much i looked but, up sorry i'll let you finish again i, I was just gonna say but i i'm sure if you had the villain tag and a history of kicking the shit out of innocent children that walking into a town would result in some angst towards yes, your presence. Yes, I think you're right. Yes. So I had a look there in Baldur's Gate 2, at least. It was based on the D&D second edition rules, which is before I even got in D&D. I got in with like 3.5. Um, so I don't, I, I don't know how badly like the alignment system was, but I have heard that it was a lot more of a focus. So, like, you are a lawful good character. You must remain lawful good. Oh, that um, sounds like a, a buzzkill. Or not, not as much remain. I think it's more like people will react to you depending on your alignment yeah. sort of thing. But if uh, that's been toned down, I yes, think that's positive. Yeah. 5e, there isn't really any... Like, you might you go, oh, my character is this alignment when you make them. And it doesn't really come into right, it. Yeah. Unless it's... Yeah. It's... Cool. Well, overall, everyone's excited. Can't wait. Brilliant. Oh, yeah. I know what I'd say. Absolutely. The studio's good. Five is uh, some of the best rules for D&D that, you know, Wizards of the Coast have put out. So, yeah, I'm happy to see it. I'm, you mean I'm, Wizards I'm, of the Cast? Yeah, the cast. <laughs> <laughs> we are the Wizards of the Podcast. They are Wizards of the Podcast. <laughs> very good, very good. Uh, so, um, Humble Bundle's our next story, and it's not a positive one, unfortunately. What the f- have they been doing? Uh, this is a weird Like, it's. This company sold, right? Not that yeah, long ago. So, they got bought. Was it IGN? Did they. Did, did Humble got bought by IGN, I think, didn't it? I shall uh, check. Let me look it up. Yeah. Describe what's going on. Yeah. So, um,. IGN Entertainment, obviously, I think everyone, any, everyone, anyone in the gaming yes. industry knows who these guys are. IGN has, yeah, IGN bought them. Yeah, and it, they they actually bought it uh, a couple of years ago, so it's taken a while for them to, yeah, for them to make this change. But essentially, what they did was like in the old version where you you just paid your your monthly whatever it was ten a month, and then you just got a bunch of AAA games and like a load of smaller indie ones. That that obviously that was really good. The value for money on that is absolutely fantastic. I, I only signed up about two years ago to get Civ Six for twelve quid instead of paying the fifty off. You just it stayed was. connected. To I, the I, I just stayed. What's this? Two hundred quid over the last two years, at least something that I've given to the humble, humble bundle. But I've had way, 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 way more than that worth in games out of it. 
Um, but they changed the the they changed the system to this new um, humble choice. Um, so if you were subbed to the humble bundle prior to the change or prior to a certain date prior to the change, you got to keep. Um, you, you essentially went onto a higher tier, like the humble choice became a tiered, a tiered subscription. So there are three levels now, right? Yeah. So if you so if you were subbed prior to it, you went straight onto the top level. It where I think um, they call premium, and you get nine. You you can choose nine games out of what was it? Was it ten, eleven, twelve, something like that? They give you a choice of. I can't remember how now, many it is now. Um, but but they give you a they give you a choice, and you can get you can basically just get most of them if you wanted them. Um, and then there was the basic one, which you can only choose three of them, I think. Yeah. Um, but you've got a, a 10% discount for their store. Thanks. Yeah. Which is... And the games that are coming up on Humble Choice so far, um, I don't want to be disparaging towards the people that are on there, because there's obviously still a lot of good games on there, but they're not like the big AAA ones that you used to get. Right. Um, I'll probably, probably have to set up so I can actually see what games are on right now. Yeah. So there's there's, there's lots of indie indie games that you could. I mean, it, Humble's been pretty good for indie games anyway. I think. <laughs> Although I do think there's a lot of um, backlash towards Humble in the indie community. Uh, I don't think it's been quite. Anyway, that's a different story. But this Humble choice. Um, yeah. So you get to. Uh, you. It's it's. You, you get to pick, you get a list of games in front of you, and depending on your subscription, you can pick to keep some of them, basically. Um, so last month, so the January one, it was, you got Shadow of War, Two Point Hospital, um, Dirt, Rally 2.0, uh, Street Fighter Five, Graveyard Keeper, and Bad North, I think, were the big six. Um, obviously, Middle there's some, there's some big games there, yeah. Wars, so Middle Earth, yeah. Shadow War, Two Point Hospital, Dirt Rally, Street Fighter. They're AAA, to be fair. They're definitely AAA. And then, actually, there's a couple of good indie games in there as well. So Bad North and Unrailed. Um, Bad North I bought on Switch after um, after downloading the demo on Steam. And so my my subscription, I've cancelled it now, but it, I had it. I had the new system in December. Yeah. And it's, it's saying here, choose 10. So I've got 10 choices in December. Which I think basically just means you can pick all of them. One, was that two, the one that um, was that the one that came with Soul Calibur? I think one of the, one of them came with Soul Calibur. No, uh, this not this one. Uh, Tomb Raider, this one. Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Uh, Blasphemous. Uh, Ancestors Legacy. Phantom Doctrine. Uh, now, not great. Really. I, I, I unsubbed. <laughs> I, I like I I unsubbed because I didn't like the change. Yeah. Um, but if you actually look at the value of the games that you're getting, or the games that Humble says you're getting, the last two have been the highest they've ever been, which is interesting, given the okay. big backlash that they've had. So the January, hum so the January, whether or not that's just here's ten games for you to choose from, valued at three hundred and twenty-two dollars total. But you can only pick three of them. So if that had been on the previous one, so the last, the, so, so the final one on the previous system was the December two thousand nineteen one, wasn't it? Um, where you got Soul Calibur, Yakuza, My Time at Porsche. Basically, it was one hundred and sixty-two dollars worth because I'm not logged in. One hundred and sixty-two dollars worth of games, and you got all of them. Mm. Um, so if you if you stayed connect, if you stayed subscribed, 
you could then get most of the next bunch um, when it changed over, which was Tomb Raider, Blasphemous, Phantom Doctrine. But new new signups definitely got shafted. Old signups get it a little bit better. But I don't know. There's there's upsides and there's downsides. I suppose the the upside is maybe that there's a lot more choice, which I suppose the clues in the name you can you can pick the ones you want and maybe give away the ones you don't want. Yeah, I think it's it's the giveaway element is more complicated than it used to be. So if I was to claim my ten choices from December. So obviously in December there was more than those ten choices. So there was the the headline element, which was the, the main three titles, I think, that you get yeah. whether you want it or not. So that was the Yakuza, Soul Calibur, you know, whatever. They were the big ones. And then I've got ten more choices remaining for me to pick from from December. If I make those ten choices now, I am logged in and I say I want these ten, that's it. They're immediately turned into being owned owned by me. I can't give them. Do they not give just give you the keys that then you can then give the keys away? So they're tied no. to your humble account. It says here no longer giftable. Oh, if I, uh, oh that's if because I click it's from. Continue. I think that might be because of how old they are. I think that might be one of the other changes then, because I've yeah. got stuff in. I, I've I've got keys in my um um uh, fucking. Key, key list, shall we call yeah, it, in yeah. Humble, from, from ages and ages and ages ago that I can... Um, I mean, it says Steam will not provide extra, extra giftable copies of games you already own. That's mm-hmm. fine. It's always said that. Um, so if I try to claim uh, Shadow of the Tomb Raider from December, uh, it says um, this will use one of your cl- claim choices. Claimed games yep. will no longer be giftable. This action is not reversible. Oh, so I don't know what happens. Like in theory, so I could give I've someone else the key, couldn't mine. I? Though, so but... I've just gone back on a mine and tested it. Yeah, and um, I appear to have already claimed Shadow of the uh, Tomb Raider. So I just test it on the next one along, which is the Ancestor's Legacy. And what it's done to me is it's given me it, and then it's given me the key. I can give you this key if you want it. Yeah, okay. And I still have eight choices remaining, so I'm so there's something different going on between the two of us there. Yeah, that's weird. I've mm. I've unsubscribed. So have I. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I do know there then. But uh, yeah, so there you go. There's a uh, if, if if anyone wants a, a key for Ancestors Legacy on Steam, feel free to hit me up. I have no idea what the fuck this game is, but I now have a key for it. Um, so there you go. That's probably there you go. That's that's a test for you. If you're listening and you want one of these, say Barmy sucks big avocados in the chat. In which chat? Because you thought I was going to say dick. There. In the podcast chat. In the podcast uh, discussion room. Yeah, Shaddy McCh- Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Podcast discussion. Podcast discussion room, and just just say this is for Ian. <laughs> Barmy- Suck a big avocado. Barmy sucks massive avocados because it will yeah. confuse and, and what do you get? Him. And you, and you get you get a key for a game on Steam called Ancestors Legacy. I don't know what it is, but you can have it. That's our first podcast giveaway, listeners. It, it looks it looks like a, a medieval strategy type game set in Poland. I don't it's, know. A, it's, a, it's in ruins. You lucky listener! Take command of your <laughs> army as you storm through medieval Europe in an extensive series of campaigns. 
So you can play as either the Vikings, the Anglo-Saxons, the Germans, or the Slavs. There you go. The Germans, you said. And you've got to conquer, raid, and pillage the enemy's towns and stuff. Uh, there Marvelous. you go. A p- pillage, pillage simulator. Craig will enjoy that. Anyway, might just give it to him. <laughs> it's already be Craig that writes it. <laughs> <laughs> Viv, it's already yours. Okay. Well, I mean, we're coming to the end. I need to obviously talk a little bit about our upcoming event. And then, hmm. uh, yeah, I think we're kind of done. Listeners trying to come in under the hour mark uh, just for your commute. So it's perfect amount of time between home and work. Um, and before you do your promotion, there's a few little things that I've found out. Go for it. Uh, little news that you know I couldn't really make a topic for people who have been, yeah for people who have been waiting what like seven years now for Bannerlord, it is finally coming to early access at the end of this month. They've announced Mountain Blade Bannerlord shall be in early access at the end of March. Okay. Also, to- I'm going to say, back on the Baldur's Gate topic, I've got to feel sorry for the guys who make Pathfinder, the um, Pathfinder games, uh. because they're currently having a Kickstarter for their second Pathfinder game. The first one was Pathfinder Ki- uh, Kingmaker, and the second one, I can't remember what its name was, uh, but, you know, they're currently trying to fund our, you know, D&D game, and then if Baldur's Gates came out with, "Hey guys, would you like this vault, this D and D game?" <laughs> so, um, I, so I've found it now. It's called Pathfinder: Wrath of the Righteous. Mm-hmm. Um, it's currently fund twenty five thousand backers, and they have received one point one million of their two hundred and thirty four thousand pound goal. So they are already oh, okay. So they'll be fine then. Yeah, they've yeah. got five. Times they, they they've got almost five times their um yeah that they required so they're they're, they're doing okay <laughs> yeah it looks like they've added on a new um a new they're adding goal. stretch goals now continuously because yeah. the last time I checked the last one was a new race I'm sure so yeah they're doing fine so if you like Pathfinder which is more three point D and D three point five if you preferred that it was pretty much them branching off and. Like adding to, adding on to the three point five rules while, uh, you know, Wizards of the Coast made the awful thing that was fourth edition, and then the amazing thing that was fifth. Uh, go go support this Kickstarter, and play some Pathfinder and video games, and then buy Baldur's <laughs> Gate and play some fifth edition, and then buy an Altland ticket. Yeah, buy an Altland ticket. We've got beds. Uh, last week, me and Chart went to visit the venue. We went down on Thursday, and we met with the uh, the caretaker lady who looks after it all, Noala, and one of the other like people that look after it. Had a little walk around and check some things out. Talked about the slippy decking because that's an issue that we need to deal with. Um, talked about the fact because everyone on the podcast always goes, "What's your favourite moment?" It was when Dave fell over outside. So I don't want that to happen again. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, they've, they've already sorted that, but they're going to scrub it again before we get there. Sort out the outside lighting. They've got some nice LED floodlights for us to be able to light up our log, um, which mm. is good. Not that it'll be such an issue in May because it'll be light for a bit longer than it was in October. And, um, yeah, like a few other bits and pieces, like which rooms we're going to use for what and um, 
what we might do, and we might we might be adding an escape room oh. as uh, part of the fun and games that you get included in your ticket price. Is that just where you get locked in a room with Ian and you've got to escape? This is where we really mean lovely. about somebody that's not here, couldn't we? <laughs> oh no, you get locked in a room with Kirsty. <laughs> 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 But nobody wants that, so no. Um, <laughs> That's a, a lovely little teaser you've put in there, Dave, the escape room. I like it. Yeah, I'm excited yeah, yeah. now. I love escape rooms. Yeah. I mean, obviously, it's not going to be like retail level, like, a, you know, a business in the middle of a city. It's not going to be as good as... No, I mean, you're probably going to have to just open the door and get out. But, I mean, well, you're not rooms actually. first, guys. We had to check oh, which rooms... in the toilet. We had to check which rooms <laughs> had two keys. <laughs> <laughs> When we were with the woman, the organizer, she's like, what do you need two keys for? We're like, okay, let's explain. <laughs> we've got to hide one key in the room somewhere, and we've got to be able to open the door in case there's a problem. So we need another key as well. Like, We, we, so, we yeah. appear to do these escape rooms like uh, two or three times a year with work. I fucking love them, man. The oh, okay, great. That's cool. Well, I've not done one before, but um, Chart's done a few and stuff. So, yeah, I'm not particularly involved in it, but um, Sarah's more quiz-minded and puzzle-minded than I am, so we're, I'm going to ask her for some help with it as well. Cool. But, um, yeah, I would get you involved, Ian, but it would spoil it if you then don't get to enjoy it then. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah, I'd, I'd like to be involved, but I'd also, I also enjoy the smug superiority of knowing... You did it in the quickest time sort of thing, and if you're in a group there with three people and you answered everything first before they did, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I get to set my own puzzles anyway for my quiz round. Yeah, you do. You got your own. Yeah, we got that. That's fine. So, yeah, walking around the venue, everything was great. Brought back some fond memories. Got me excited again, which is good. Um, so, yeah, we're going to obviously fine tune the stage layout. We're increasing the number of tables. They've, they've got a few extra tables in one of their sheds that are broken down with legs off and stuff. So, just in case we sell extra tickets, that's just for presumptuous of me that we will. Um, but yeah, so that's good. And changing the way we might do breakfasts and things. And just it's different when you come back to a venue that you've used before and you think, oh, okay, round two, we're going to do it differently. We're going to do it maybe a little bit better, maybe. So that's good. They've got a bigger fire pit that we can use, like a big barrel, Ooh. which would be nice. Um, and be given us, yeah, and they'll give us a permission to, yeah, maybe, maybe not. It'll <laughs> um, give us permission to put like pallets and stuff in storage there while I'm building up over the next few few weeks before the event. Because when I visit building sites and stuff, sometimes I can grab spare bits of wood that are lying about. Do you ask or do you not like... builders wood? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I'll, uh, I do normally ask, but yeah, so I, I can we can do some of that. So yeah, it's all in all, very very excited. It's good. Unfortunately, their internet is no better than it was before, but don't worry, we've got the two forty <laughs> connections and lots of well. board games, and we've got lots of board games and you know teapot and whatever. So that's fine. Um, we also had took some time while I met up with Chris to try and go over our merchandise, um, hoodies, t-shirts, um, maybe even mouse mats. Oh. I am looking forward to getting a hoodie because I was occupied last Altland, so I wasn't able to get one. Yeah, so we're going to make sure that we get them up and um, listed on the website beforehand, and we'll put all those details in Discord, but we'll do a single... It's much more efficient and cost-effective for us to be able to take everyone's orders and then go to the printers and say we need nine of these or we need whatever it is right because if we do them in ones it, it's much more expensive 
So we're going to do a big order, hopefully, on Discord for whoever wants anything, and then you can collect it um, at the event. So, Special, yes. one time only, limited edition day of body pillow. <laughs> <laughs> it's got what it's actually got on is uh, is a chibi style printout of that time at Insomnia where he was cat outfit. <laughs> yes, I want cosplay Dave body pillow. Cosplay Dave body pillows, right? Okay. I mean, I'm just worried about you know they would Stained. sell out. They would sell out too well. You know, they'd, they'd <laughs> become a phenomenon. Um, they'd, they'd, what do you think about maybe black on black stealth options as well? So like a black hoodie with black owl, rather than just the yeah, uh, and maybe a yellow hoodie with a black owl. So ah, some, some, see, no, that's a good idea. Yeah, well, I, Ian said that to me <laughs> before before the podcast in the DM. It was, I mean, not not only was was that a, a good design uh, suggestion because it would make us stand out at Insomnia, who are these muppets yes. walking around in bright yellow. Yes. Oh, it's Oldland. Hey, hey. Oh, it, also, it, it, it would also give uh, those of us that are mugs and have already bought merchandise to buy more merchandise. <laughs> yeah, this is a version you don't have. Yeah, that's right. yeah. So that's good. Um, I'm also trying to find it. I don't think this will happen because it's, it's difficult to do. But I'm trying a way of doing mini teapots as trophies. Okay. You know, for like the different competitions we do. And, ah, that, um, that'd be really good, wouldn't it? Yeah, like, but it's just hard to source them. It's I can't get consistency, but it, maybe it wouldn't matter. I mean, I could probably buy 10 t- random metal teapots from eBay from it's a bunch of different, cool. like, yeah, and, and just get... They all look a little bit different, but they're all kind of the same-ish design. Like it's a tea for one of those classic tea for two teapots is what you kind of get if you go to a, a WI yeah. or a, that type but, of thing. Buy buy like but buy a few of those. Spray paint them gold. Get a get a, an owly stencil. Yeah. Spray paint that on there. Nail it to a plank of wood. Yeah. <laughs> Job, <laughs> jobs done. are fucking good, and there you go. I think it's it hammered, dripping with rain gold paint. <laughs> <laughs> Drunkenly made the night before. I don't know if I want to put paint on it because people might just start using them as teapots. You know, if not for tea, for what we put in teapots. Um, you know, so I want to be. Uh, I want to make sure they're usable. So I don't know if I will put them on wood, or if I do put wood on them, it'll be maybe on the side, so you can still use it or something. But maybe you could hang it up on the wall, so you're looking <laughs> at the teapot side on, rather oh, than being yeah, yeah like a, like the classic like duck on a wall, you know, kind of thing. But, um, we'll Perhaps see. you need something, um, something unique merchandise. Winning team. Yeah, you're doing We're, the whole teams thing again. We are definitely doing the team things again. So when you arrive, you get and I'm perfecting an arrival tunnel. Which <laughs> should be quite nice. But oh, yeah, no. as you arrive, you get a delve your hand into a box, and there are multicolored, multiple different colored wristbands in there. You don't know which one you're going to pull out, and then that's your team for the whole weekend. And you are earning points as a team. So, um, and then they're going to culminate with a total number of points at the end of the quiz. So you're going to aggregate your score over Friday, uh, Friday day, Friday night, Friday, Saturday morning, and then the quiz itself to get one big number. And then that number is is the person, the team that wins. Also, how many shots they've got to do? Yeah, we should <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, that's the idea. I mean, we're working on some software, hopefully, that can do some better calculation. So in real time, we can show up the, the different colored teams and their scores and stuff. So yes, all the evolution of Altland. It's quite exciting. But yeah, it should mean that um, 
like you know it could be, make some new friends as well because you probably have to chat to people you don't know necessarily which isn't always a bad thing mm-hmm. and we're all friendly there oh yeah it's very friendly <laughs> anyway but you know what i mean like, you don't have to worry about any clicks or that everyone talks to each other everyone gets on with each other yeah, some people hide more than others, but that's just their autism. It's fine. Jungus is coming this year. Yes. Maybe. Well, yeah, maybe. He bought a ticket. <laughs> I mean, let's not let's not like, you know, count our chickens and all that. So yeah. But I'm um, looking forward to that. And um, I'm putting together also like other things. So I'm putting together some plans for a Birmingham meetup in the summer, uh, which will take us to go to maybe an arcade and then maybe to some sort of like crazy city golf type of thing. Um, nice. so that should be good and then obviously in october uh we've got another altland over halloween and that's also an anniversary one five years of altland so looking forward to that that should be good so yeah wait how many it. years have we up to five five, five. Wait, i think we've only been going four years yeah now. but yeah. still it's like it's flown over yeah, I know, yeah. right <laughs> yeah i'm only a couple of stone heavier <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I think that takes us to the end. Unless you guys have got anything you'd like to, to mention. Uh, Viv and Dan did ask me if I would plug their uh, their clip submission. Oh, yeah. Yeah, good point. So uh, I, did pl- I did promote it last podcast as well. But you have to go to a URL, don't you? Altgaming.uk forward slash something. Let me find it and get you the information. So if you're in our Discord or you're playing games this uh, over the next few weeks... And a little funny moment happens or a, a quality play happens. You get like an ace on Counter-Strike or anything like that. If you clip it and you send it through to us, we can we can put it into our monthly YouTube roundup of clips from our all of our community. And Dan's going to edit these together and maybe put some music in the background and stuff. So that should be good. Um, and you send it to... Mm-mm-mm. <laughs> altgaming.uk forward slash submit hyphen clip. That's it. So yeah, if you send it there and then we'll sort it out. Dan gets an email and we kind of aggregate all those together into a into a little YouTube video. So it should be all right. And it goes up on our altgaming YouTube, which you can find on our website. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the links are on altgaming.uk. So the link for this Discord, the link for Altlan, uh, the link for our YouTube and the actual podcast itself, you can download it from there. And um, if you're already listening to this, then you know you've probably already found it. But we are on iTunes. If you would like to give us a review, uh, a positive review, that'd be great. If you don't want to give us a good review, don't do it. And then <laughs> uh, we're also on Spotify as well. And I looked at the stats, and we've got 120 subscribers uh, when I looked on Thursday. So that's not too yeah, bad. Yeah, you know. It's, from little thought, acorns to great oak trees grow. I was actually looking to see like if there was a way we could uh, keep an eye on the podcast. <laughs> like, well, so uh, I can't see if we were growing at all, but I couldn't find anything. So, so, yeah, it's good. so it, it is good to know that we're actually like growing. We a bit. use um, we use a format called FeedBurner, which takes the RSS feed and shares it amongst Spotify and iTunes, and um, that's where we get that stuff from. All right, that's it then, I think. Yeah, it's been a good podcast. I think it's time to... uh... Podcast 26 in the bag. 27 won't be here long. Yeah, man. Uh, Right, well, unless we've all got corona. 
obviously. Oh, yeah, that's a quarantine. Quarantine. Like... Well, actually, you can still podcast probably. Yeah, sure. we can do it from quarantine. Yeah, yeah. be fine. I was, I was chatting to Sarah this morning about, right, if we're going to be housebound, which room of the house are you going to claim? You know, because if one of us gets it. So I was trying to think, where do I want to be? Like, that's, you know, I don't want to be in this office. Yeah, you do. I, I, well, I want this office to be relocated to somewhere else, I think. Ah. I think I want to take over the lounge and set up my computer and monitor in the lounge. So I've got like a big TV and a nice, like, lazy boy recliner <laughs> that I can sit in. What are you going to put Sarah, man? Well, it's not. I, I, I'm the one that's got <laughs> corona at that point, you know. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm having to self-isolate at home. So she's going to have to we'll have to do some sort of knock system where she knocks on the door and I op- she goes away and then I come and get my food, right? It's going to have to be something like that. How does it all work? It's going to be really cool. If you please, ready. Yeah. When I was telling her about all this, <laughs> I was talking about the fact that she's got it and how we cope with that. Which, I mean, to me, it, she's stuck in the lounge. So it just means more gaming time exactly. if she gets corona, which is, you know, I can't actually go and talk to her, can I? So, you know, it's not my fault. That's how I saw it. <laughs> Sarah doesn't I mean, to this, does she? It's a, it's, I don't hope not. So it's a win win. <laughs> <laughs> really, as far as I'm concerned, if I get it and I got a self quarantine, that's loads of gaming. And if Sarah gets it, I get to game more anyway. So it's just a win win. I don't see any downside to this. Thank you, China. Uh, Thank you, bats. It's all yeah. great. <laughs> Brill. Good old Winnie the Flu. <laughs> right. Winnie the Flu. Well, uh, thanks very much, guys. And thanks, listeners. We'll catch you on the next one. Well, no worries. Goodbye. Thanks very much. Bye. I think that's just over an hour. Nice.